Hello, and welcome back to another thrilling episode of Wine Tales. So happy you could join with me today in another epic adventure. I'm your hostess, as always, KJ, and this is an adult-only zone. Despite talking about Disney today, it's far from kid-friendly, as you've noticed from the title, Disney is trying to fucking kill me. I encourage you to read the show notes prior to listening in case you have questions regarding the topic of any episode. I give out a little blurb of the topic so you can judge for yourself. Today's wine consumption update is brought to you by the letter B for Bodacious. It's a Canadian wine that boasts a smooth, toasty finish. Seems that I'm working my way through the alphabet of wines and I can't wait to see what I come up with next. This one went down really easy, as best he can attest to. Full of fruity grape and blackberry. It's a bit sweet, and but it's lovely. I hope you give it a try next time you're out with your bestie on a Saturday night. Now settle in and let me take you back down to Disney for our second trip. If you recall from the first episode, the Disney ride from hell didn't go very well. You would think that after that, I would have more sense than to venture too far outside my comfort zone. But apparently thinking is not my strong suit while in Disney. It, you know, it's quite distracting with all the people and commotion, characters, music, screaming children. It's like watching the CPAC channel, but not as comical. Anyway, let's get to it. So this is about the time I took a beat down from Disney. Okay, so back in the day of 2012, we decided to go to Disney with two other families from the neighborhood. I told you about that, right? About our neighborhood and how we all love each other and we go on trips with each other. It's all very lovely. So Dee and her family and Bestie and her crew and my family all congregated into completing a lovely, lovely little vacation. Since we had a multitude of children, we had about eight altogether, we decided to go to Disney as well as Universal Studios. And then after doing that, we were going to go on a cruise. It was quite, quite an ordeal, quite a big adventure for all of us to do at the same time. We also had one of the kids out of the crew celebrating a birthday. It was a whirlwind of activity for the children and we had a nice big house we rented in Orlando to provide a little rest after a busy day at the parks so the kids could play in the pool, we could sit back and have a few drinks, we could eat, it would be great. So the house had an unclosed pool, it was lovely for the weather. We planned our itineraries for the week. We included the birthday dinner for the special birthday girl. We all agreed to meet at the Rainforest Cafe because that's where she wanted to go. So Rainforest Cafe, if you know, is downtown Disney. So we all piled into our vans and my cars, and we went down there to get our tables. We got tables fairly close together. There was 14 of us all together. And after the meal, we noticed that the rain had began to pour. So if you've been to Florida before, you know that sometimes the rain is only a short, short little downpour. It's not going to last hours. It's just going to be like 15, 20 minutes done over. You're, you're good to go. So after the meal, we headed out to go outside and we noticed that it was raining torrentially. Like it was a downpour we had not seen before. We don't get this kind of stuff in Newfoundland too much. So we all headed to the exit. So we thought, well, this is going to be short lived. Uh, one of the daughters, one of my daughters and I said, well, we will go to the washroom. Uh, you guys kind of mill around here and wait for the rain to stop and we'll meet back here. Well, that's at least what I thought we were going to do. So we go off to find the washroom, leaving all the others milling around the entrance, which also served as the exit. It was not enclosed. So it was this big canopy that jutted from the restaurant and people were coming in under out of the rain in the canopy, but they were kind of filling in the entrance and the exit. So it's kind of crowded 
We came out of the ex- out of the washroom, only to find nobody in our party. The rain continued to pour, and daughter and I were searching for the remainder of our group, but we couldn't find anybody. We thought, well, maybe they all kind of went to the vehicles, decided to make a run for it, and left us there. So we decided that maybe they just left us there. We looked at the rain. We looked at each other. We took a deep breath, and we started to run. We said, we'll meet them there. I should note at this point that I was wearing a pair of little wedge sandals. They were made from that faux leather material. So when they get wet, they're very slippery, especially if you're running and you're sweating and it's raining. So as we made our way through the pounding rain, I hardly noticed the direction in which we were going or where the vehicle was because it was it was raining so hard, water was getting in my eyes, I couldn't really see. So for the direction and all that, I was kind of relying on my daughter to get me to the vehicle. We were kind of holding arm in arm at this point. I had my head down. I was trying to avoid getting rain in my eyes, but again, that proved pretty useless. My vision was blurred from getting the water pooling, and I had a hard time trying to figure out where I was and avoiding people and and cars and, and everything else. So we made our way along the parking lot, and we were nearly to our vehicle when it happened, the inevitable incident of which I should have been aware, the one thing you tell repeatedly to your children as they skip along haphazardly in the rain, be careful, don't go too fast or you could slip and fall and ricochet your chin off a cement parking barrier causing you to nearly black out. Yes, bam, down I went. I was running along, dodging the torrential rain and the next thing I knew, I was flat on my stomach, seeing stars with my daughter trying desperately to get me to move. Stand up. Come on, mom. You got to get out of the rain. Rain? Was it raining? I didn't even know it was still raining. I hit the cement with a force rivaled only by that of a speeding Mack truck coming full impact into my face. All I really wanted to do was to go to sleep. Oh, let me rest. I just want to go to sleep. Can we just lie down for a minute? She's looking at me like I've just lost my mind, like you've, you've really done something bad here. I was exhausted. And then all of a sudden I felt, oh, my chin hurts. I couldn't really put anything together. I was really confused as to why I wasn't on the ground at all. Like, how did I get down here? The rain had no effect on me. I I didn't notice it was raining. My daughter had to practically drag me to my feet, help me to the van. It hadn't dawned on me that I'd fallen and hit my chin so violently anywhere. We struggled to the van and it was empty. Uh, We were expecting to see everybody there waiting for us with the van running and there was nobody there. And we thought, we looked at each other and it's still pouring, going, I don't have a key to the van. Do you have a key to the van? No. So then all of a sudden, my husband runs over and gets in the van. And then the other kids get in the van. And I'm like, oh, everybody just kind of showed up out of nowhere. And then he looked at me and said, "Um, what what happened to your face? (laughs) So... He was asking questions. I couldn't really talk. I was still kind of traumatized by the whole, you know, face plant thing. And my daughter was trying to fill him in. Oh, mom just ricocheted her shin off the cement barrier. He looked at my chin and then somebody threw a towel at me because it was bleeding. I could feel it literally swelling each second we started to drive home. It had grown like exponentially by the time we'd hit the driveway. Think like the elephant man, but with more angst. He suggested I get to the room to lie down because it was getting really, really bad. I refused to look in the mirror because I didn't want to see what I did. I didn't want to see what was happening or looking back at me. I should note that I didn't break anything. 
I didn't lose any teeth, which is amazing. So what I must have done was I didn't hit the bone part of my chin, but I hit the cushy, um, fleshy part of my chin where, where your gum line is, but I didn't actually hit any teeth. I didn't bite down on my tongue. I didn't bite through my lip. I didn't do any of that, which is amazing considering the impact at which I hit that barrier. So I'm up in my room and somebody brought ice wrapped in a towel. I'm assuming it was hubby. I don't remember who it was. And I could hear him as the other families started coming home out of the rain and making it back from the restaurant. I could hear him say, oh, she fell. Go take a look. Like, so now he's inviting spectators to my beat down thinking, well, it's really quite something. You should go see, take a look at this face she's got now. So the first one to come to visit me was Dee. And she was very sweet. And she knocked it on the door very lightly. And she sat nicely on my bed. And I still had the towel over my chin. And she said, just let, let me look at that. So I slowly took the towel away. And I could see the absolute horror in her face as she saw this huge bruised and battered mass of chin that now pretty much enveloped the whole lower part of my face. She was just revolted and she looked at it and she let me just see the other side. And she was amazed at the sheer ingenuity it took just to get this injury. Oh, she said she tried really gracefully to recover from the absolute horror she had just seen. But yeah, no, she she didn't do a very good job. I said, so how bad is it? And she was looking, oh, yeah, it's not that bad. And she put my hand back over the ice and said, now you just keep that ice and that towel on that chin. <laughs> and then she kind of walked out. So at that point, I got the idea that, oh, it's probably really bad and I don't want to see this. So my kids decided to leave me alone that night and hubby had wandered into the room hoping I hadn't morphed into this malformed alien. He also was worried that I had a concussion, but I, I, I didn't, I didn't hit my head. I just hit my chin with such force that I, I did see stars, but uh, I was fine that night. The next morning I got up and I, I had to take a deep breath and say, okay, I got to look to see what this looks like. Like I got to see how bad this actually is. So I went into the bathroom and it was black and blue and swollen and it had a little little scrape where I'd cut it and I couldn't help but laugh at how ridiculous it looked it just looked massive and ridiculous it was so stupid it hurt so I took some pain medication which took the edge off and that was the day that we were booked to go to Universal Studios and we had our tickets bought and itineraries made and plans done I had to go I couldn't stay home I had to go with the kids I had to go this was our first time Universal and I wanted to go (laughs) They looked ridiculous. <laughs> so I, I showered, got dressed, put my best face forward <laughs> as much as I could and headed downstairs to grab some breakfast. Oh, what a big mistake. Everybody was down there when I walked in and it started. Nice face, Leno. The jokes were flying. Everybody couldn't help but laugh. My smile was now crooked because now I think I have nerve damage. I was just, I looked ridiculous. I looked like I had walked violently into someone's fist or a door or, you know, a cement parking barrier. After the laughter and tormented jokes were thrown my way, they really are nice people, but they just thought it was hilarious, as I did after a while. We headed out to Universal. Now, I can't say that I remember a lot about the day at Universal, but I do remember going up um, at lunchtime and ordering lunch for the kids, and we got 
the interesting reaction from the counter ladies because they were nice to me. And then looking at my husband, they gave him the deadliest glares. Like, I think they were under the impression that he had caused this massive damage to my face and they were not happy about it. So I ended up suffering my way through the park. We made it through the day. And then a few days later, we were set to go on a cruise. So I actually had to go on a cruise with this massive swollen chin, a crooked smile, bruising all the way up the right side of my face. (laughs) And I must have looked a sight. Like I had to try to forget about it after a while. But every time there was a picture that was going to be taken, I turned my face the other way so that people wouldn't see this hideous chin of mine. So eventually the bruising and the swelling went away, but I still have a crooked smile. Nerve damage, my doctor had said, uh, after I told her the story, and she tried desperately not to laugh in my face, which is nice. Yeah, you know. The pictures are still around of my beaten and battered chin. So lessons learned. I won't run in the rain anymore. (laughs) And if I ever go to Disney again, which because of COVID we haven't, but if I ever do, I have learned my lesson to have all of my wits about me and to expect the unexpected. So we made it through another episode, amazingly enough. Made it through another Disney adventure, barely. So glad you stuck around to hear about my faceplant, Tandall faceplants. Again, thanks again for tuning in and hearing about my tales, my awkward and often painful journey through this life. Until next time, my friends, keep smiling and keep that wine flowing. Cheers. Cheers.